Sit back, turn the ship over to your covass and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. O7 Commanders and welcome in. My name is Commander Psykit and with me, as always, is Commander Mal for the win. O7 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we're glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist podcast, we talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Yep. Before we get started, we just want to say thanks for being here because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. We are returning a favour today. Well, not so much returning a favour, but um, we were um, very fortunate to be invited onto our our guest podcast um, uh, quite a while ago now. I think yeah, we maybe only released maybe two episodes, like your and my episode, and um, Kai um, reached out and said, do you want to come on? Do you want to come on Elite Week? Yeah, um, yeah. And we've only just been in a position to be able to return the favour. That is correct. And um, we also need to do that with the loose screws folks as well. We need to get that, <laughs> yep. get that ironed in. But um, you will probably have already heard of Kai. Even if you don't know the Elite Week podcast, you probably know who Kai Zen is. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the driving force behind the Turn the Wheel initiative, um, which we will certainly ask him more about. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to learn some more about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, I'm desperate to know its origins for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'd be interested to know how it like how it came about and and how like how I mean, it seems like it's snowballed from like nothing Mm -hmm. to this huge community initiative in like no time at all yeah suddenly it was happening suddenly it was a thing so um yeah yeah, i think it's going to be really interesting to just find out a little bit more about kai and then uh, hopefully a fair amount more about his plans for um the dark the dark wheel and the turning the wheel initiative and all of that good stuff and finding out how it relates to relates to our favorite redacted (laughs) (laughs) yeah well let's see what he has to say welcome on in kai hello hello so great to be here absolutely it's very great to have you it's so good that we can finally return the favor from when we were guests on um your podcast elite week um we had yes. such a fun time it really it was, was that was so much fun we we should get we should we need to make a note now we need to make sure that we get the other two guests um the other two hosts of elite week on here yeah. as well at some point get them yeah. get them all involved that'll be really 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 cool um so for starters kai um if you can tell us a little bit about your Yourself, sort of your your commander name if you're an elite dangerous content creator how long you've been playing stuff like that sure uh my commander name is kaizen which is sort of easy e- easy where that comes from my my name is kai my nickname since i've and it's a long story that i'm not going to bore you with but since i was about five years <laughs> old my nickname has been kai and i used to have a bit of a temper problem when i was younger and i had a gunny in the marines that told me Boy, if you don't get some Zen, you're going to catch an Article 15 uh, after a uh, slight attitude adjustment. Uh, uh, so 
I've been, uh, I, I've liked that it's stuck. And so Kai Zen has been my name in, in many, many games going back for, for a couple of years now. Uh, I'm, I'm much calmer now. I'm much more, more, <laughs> more peaceful. Uh, I, I grew out of that, I guess. But, um, so that's that. Uh, how long have I been playing Elite? I started playing Elite just last year. I started playing in uh, 2019. I'm not uh, wow. uh, very long for this game, but I, I sort of dove into it yeah. fairly hard and yeah. have had a lot of fun. And am I a content creator? You know, a lot of people would say that I'm a content creator. I don't think of myself as a content creator. I think of myself as a content creator curator um you know gotcha. when, when i look at you know mal has this amazing when you go on his streams he's got this all of these amazing talents with like digital production and he does all this stuff that's like super amazing with transitions and stuff and and then both he and you psychic are just so lovely with you know a lot of the stuff that you guys like share knowledge with people and you you have these like very sort of entertaining like you you do stuff and and especially psychic with your with your bgs knowledge you guys really are what i consider content creators i'm not that artsy gotcha. i i just <laughs> i watch what everybody else does and i absorb knowledge and then i regurgitate it i just throw it back out to say like hey you know, Mal did an awesome stream where this happened on Wednesday and Psychic did an awesome stream where, where this happened uh, earlier in the week and Down to Earth did a video on this and this guy did that and Lave Radio did this. And I just sort of am like the Reader's Digest of Elite of like, here's what everybody else did. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't really see myself as having sort of an artistic skill per se, but I, I link to stuff. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the definition of curation, though. But and there is a like there's a good place for that, you know, because I feel like there's so much content being created, especially around elite right now mm. with, you know, the announcement of Odyssey. And now mm -hmm. we've got, you know, CGs coming back. We've got, you know, all this stuff going on with the, the terrorist attacks and the Imperial families and all mm -hmm. that. So, uh, I mean, I feel like curation is going to play an important part moving forward because there are going to be so many different places that content is getting created. People aren't going to be able to keep up with all of it. Mm. Like they're going to need curation more than they have in the past. So it's probably a good thing that, that that's like, you know, the, the, the North star on your radar, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've always been a big believer of the fact that every person has something to offer. And whatever your thing is that you have to offer, like do it and do it well. Don't try to like, it would just be stupid for me to try to, you know, out BGS psych it or out, you know, sort of production values you. I, I just, I do my little thing. This is my little niche. Cool. So what was it? You said you just got into this, into Elite, like 2019. So what was it that drew you into Elite out of all the all the other games out there? So uh, I was playing a game called Final Fantasy, and I was having lots of fun with it, but I pretty much sort of conquered everything with it. Final Fantasy 14, to be specific, uh, right. the, the MMO. And there wasn't anything left for me. I, I had accomplished all of my goals, 
And so I decided, you know, I'm going to look into some stuff. And I've been, I have this weird swing where I'll go like sci-fi and then I'll go, you know, uh, like wizards and, you know, dragons and stuff. I, I don't like really first person shooter type games. I, I, I just, as a, as a former recon Marine, I don't enjoy those that that content so but i i like spaceship stuff and i like you know <laughs> wizards and dungeons and dragons type stuff so i swing back and forth between the two and mm. i you know i had done all of the stuff with you know my paladin and and my black mage and all of that stuff and i was ready for the swing the other way and of course when you're talking about somebody who's completely out of the genre and they're going to swing the other way, I was immediately drawn to Star Citizen and I was fascinated and interested. So I started watching some videos on Star Citizen. And what I saw was this is a super, super awesome, ambitious project that is nowhere near ready for me to call playable for myself. I'm not trying to judge what other people are into, but just for me, that's it's not there yet. Hopefully it will get right. there someday. And in the process of that, I stumbled across a couple other videos uh, where literally I was typing in, you know, star citizen and I was going through YouTube and it was saying, Oh, but there's this other thing, elite dangerous. Oh, and there's this other thing, no man's sky. So I started looking into elite and no man's sky and no man's sky is similar to star citizen. To me, I find it, in a very, very different way, but to fall into a similar niche of, wow, that's super awesome. And I'm super happy that a lot of people are going to be into that, but it's not quite for me because it's, Mm. it doesn't, it's a little too cartoony. It's a little too, um, shallow in certain ways. In uh, in other ways, it's super robust, but in the ways that are important to me, it was a little shallow feeling. So I then started looking more into Elite Dangerous and uh, I have a weird job. I am an armed courier and as a result, I spend sometimes up to 15 hours a day driving, you know, on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, on my off time, I was watching a lot of videos, YouTube videos on Elite Dangerous on my work time. Uh, I downloaded several episodes of several podcasts and I listened to them and I thought, okay, this one's cool. I like this. Okay. This one's cool. I like that. Uh, the two that I fell in love with were Lave Radio and uh, Sagittarius Eye Magazine. Now, keep in mind back in early 2019, Flight Assist Off was not yet a thing. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I fell in love with both Good of save. those. Good save. I, I, I fell in love with both of those podcasts and while driving, you know, I, I'm uh, more often than not, if, if we're doing, so I do two sort of types of work. One requires me to be in an armored truck with three other, you know, like three, two other guys. So three guy, three man team, when we're delivering drugs from like, you go to a, a right. pharmaceutical company, you pick up a bunch of drugs and then you go to like four yep. different hospitals and drop off. Yep. The other times I'm doing when I'm not doing drugs, 
which sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing stuff like, you know, uh, organs donations or, or, or COVID tests is a big thing now or different stuff like that. And for those kind of jobs, I don't require an armored truck and I don't require a three man team. It's just me right. and my personal vehicle, sometimes driving the road for 15 hours a day by myself. So I gotcha. listened to every episode of Sagittarius Eye magazine that was out. Wow. And I listened to every episode, uh, like over 200 episodes of Lave Radio. Lave Radio, yeah. Just driving in the car. Like I, I play everything at 1.5 speed and I just, I would listen to the whole thing and then next and the whole thing and next. And so I kind of had the entire history. I was baptized in the entire history from pre Kickstarter through Kickstarter, through Lave Cons, through interviews with David Braben, through um, sort of the entire history of Elite. I feel like I kind of had it firsthand or secondhand, I guess, directly from Lave Radio. And it, it, I knew from everything that I was listening to while I was working and everything that I was seeing while I was driving or I'm sorry, while I was home off on YouTube, I knew like, okay, elite is the game for me. So I came at it in a very sort of a weird way. Unlike most players where like you hit it and you're like, Ooh, this is a little challenging. And then I don't know if I want it. And then you kind of eventually fall in love. Right. I hit it before I bought the game. I had already listened to hundreds of hours and and watched hundreds of hours of coverage of it i'd already mm. ordered my hotas and it, it came oh. I, I did i i knew that i did not want to try to play it on an xbox controller so i literally forced myself to wait while my hotas was coming and you know i hit it the the second i downloaded it and started I was already all in. I was not, I was looking at this as this is my new baby. I'm already a hundred percent in love and committed to this thing. There is no option of not continuing. And so I had a weird start to the game, I guess, because I hit it a little deeper than most people do up front. Yeah. So what right. was that first time logging in for you actually like? It was uh, super frustrating and, uh, and wondrous at the same time uh i did so i started before the september 18th 2019 patch that added in the new version of the new player experience so i played under the older version of the new player experience and when i you know logged in and i did the first tutorial and then i did the I, it's like the first one is you know you're in an asteroid field and the this this lady comes across you and she's like hey you know greenhorn let me throw you some fuel you're gonna need a limpet okay now I'll make you back to the station and you navigate and okay that that one was fine and then it was uh hey now you gotta go sort of land and uh i messed up several times and just kept like even though I did it, like I succeeded, it was like, okay, you, you succeeded it. I was like, yeah, but not on my level. I didn't succeed it because I, I, you know, I was janky with the toast rack or it took me a full 45 seconds from sort of orienting to the pad to actually landing with the landing gear down. Like there were mistakes that I kept making. So I just kept redoing it, redoing it, redoing it until I felt like, okay, now I, I sort of got it. And then I jumped to the combat one. And when I did the combat one, um, I really sucked at it. 
And I just kept redoing it and redoing it. <laughs> and then finally, I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to skip this and try to actually do some playing. And maybe if I do a couple little milk runs of, cause I can land. Okay. Let me just go do the, a mission to pick up a data delivery or pick up, you know, 15 tons of, of bio waste and deliver it to the next station over. Maybe after I sort of get some organic time on stick, I will not suck so much at combat. I so, mean, I think, I think everyone has, um, yeah, <laughs> had to have, everyone who started before the, the like the new player and um, the whole new player experience thing, and um, everyone who started before that would quite happily agree that that um, initial combat tutorial totally sucked. <laughs> Man, it was just completely in the wrong place. Um, it, completely yeah. threw you out. <laughs> and it was like the first the first part of the tutorials were like. Let's teach you how to land your ship and let's teach you how to fly. Now let's show you how the rebuy screen works. (laughs) There was like no training to it. It was just like, how quick can you die? Mm. Congratulations, Commander. I think Mm. I I can quite happily say that a lot of commanders skipped that. And then maybe, I don't think I ever went back to it. Is it still there? I don't know. If this this podcast serves as, you know, this particular episode serves as nothing else, may it please serve as, as a thing. All of you listening, if you try to get your wife or your husband or your brother-in-law or your, you know, whatever to play elite, don't just throw them to the wolves. When they start, explain this to them that all of us yeah. sucked at that at first. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Just do the landing one, skip the combat or do this combat one once or twice just for the lulls, but don't get upset because you're not going to get it. No one ever has. Just I mean, go do the go do a couple of hut and runs and then come back later. Don't do that. Yeah, don't feel do better. that. Yeah. Absolutely don't yeah. do hut and runs. But um <laughs> <laughs> well, what do, I just mean as a hut and trucker like you, do some do, deliveries. Um, do s- do some mean, deliveries. The newer, yeah. the newer tutorials and stuff don't don't quite um, throw you in the deep end quite as much Beautiful. so um yeah. which is a which is a great thing um and is a product of um frontier listening to feedback and getting that all sorted and i mean they spent a yeah. really long time at the beginning of uh, the beginning of last year i believe it was working um yeah. working super hard to improve that that initial mm-hmm. player experience, improving all the UI with all of the trading stuff and things like that, just to make life that much easier for people who maybe didn't have hours to throw into picking up that learning cliff and scaling that cliff is is an absolute nightmare. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if they can make it easier and if they've made it easier for uh, like four out of five people, that's great for me. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. Um, so do you align yourself with uh, any particular squadron or minor faction in game? <laughs> do I? Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am a part of a little project that is right now doing some work for the Dark Wheel. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I align myself. My squadron is Dark Wheel Squadron, which is uh, I'm in there with uh, it's a small ish squadron, but some of the player members that are included in there are like drew wagar and some some other people and we kind of do some stuff but yeah i i spend my time really focused on the dark wheel project right now 
Yeah, and I, I should imagine that um, quite a lot of our listeners know you from the Turning the Wheel project. Um, where did that idea come from? So, yeah, I'm really glad that I get a chance to talk about this because I, I need to clear it up. I'm getting a lot of people now telling me how brilliant my Dark Wheel project is and this, that, and the other, and all, you know, sort of blowing sunshine at me. And I really want to clarify, the truth of the matter is, is I am one very infinitesimally small part of this whole project. Um, the, like... To say that this is my project or whatever is really missing the, the proper description of it. So the original concept, uh, I, I used to do a, a show called Loose Screws with uh, a guy named Tierval. And uh, we had done an interview of Watherspoon from Galnet News Digest Radio and Hutton Orbital Truckers. And... He uh, is uh, a super, super interesting guy. And, and in that interview, we had talked about some things with regard to BGS. And after we stopped rolling tape on the interview, we talked further about oddities with BGS. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was super, super focused on the mystery of Raxla and looking at all kinds of different things. And a couple of the things that he talked about with oddities of the BGS really sort of stuck in my head. So we did that recording. We did that interview. It was kind of rattling around in my head. The next day I was driving like six hours away to a hospital with an organ transplant. And I, I, it just kept like, I have this weird thing where ideas will rattle around in my head while I'm sort of by myself working. And uh, I called up Tierval on the, on the phone, just, just called him up and uh, said like, Hey man, this, I have this idea with regard to the dark wheel, uh, the faction, because everyone knows that in the history of elite in the 1984 novella uh, that accompanied the game elite from 1984 from Acorn soft, uh, there was a 26 page novella, which you can find online free. Everybody, you can look it up, look up Robert Hulse, uh, Holstead, uh, the, uh, wait, is that the name? Yeah. The, uh, the dark wheel novella. And, uh, in that he talks about the, the mystery. It's where Raxla is sort of first mentioned with in conjunction with the lead at least. And it was, uh, you know, the secret mystery, there's a gate, there's a portal to another dimension or another galaxy or another universe. Nobody really knows. It's sort of nebulous. There's a group of people that know where it is. They're exploiting it. These elite people are exploiting it and they're murdering anyone who sort of tries to find, solve the mystery because they're, they're jealously holding on to their sort of free source of boatloads of money. And, um, the dark wheel is this group that is trying to find it and they're getting murdered off by these sort of elites while, while they're trying to find it. And, and the young character, his dad was a, a member of the dark wheel. Some things happen. I don't want to ruin the story for you, but he ends up trying to then pick up that mantle and to, to join the dark wheel and to avenge things and to search for Raxla. And mm -hmm. uh, so the big clue sort of was that frontier uh brought forth the group the dark wheel and they put them into elite dangerous which everyone 
years ago had had sort of said, hey, man, maybe that has something to do with the mystery. And so many people had sort of on their own gone and sort of run missions for the Dark Wheel out of Jameson's, uh, out of out of Shinrata Desra and had sort of tried and tried and tried a thousand and one different variations of things with that. And it sort of failed to ever really get anywhere meaningful um, to my knowledge with that. But I thought to myself, well, like we had this interesting conversations about peculiarities within the BGS and weird things that had happened that sort of weren't supposed to happen that Frontier had then changed or things, just weird things. And I thought, you know, this whole game runs on this background system, this BGS. What if the key to finding Raxlow or not even finding it per se, but continuing the quest line? like getting to the next step. What if that is tied to something with the BGS? So uh, I was talking it over with Ty, Tyrvel, and he was at a computer and I, I told him, I was like, hey, pull it up on the computer. See if the Dark Wheel is anywhere other than Shinrod or Desra. And he pulled it up and he was like, yeah, they are. They're in some weird little system called LFT 926. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, yeah. where are they at there? And he's like, nah, they they suck. They're at like 5% influence. They've got nothing. Nobody, they're, you know, nothing. And I thought, so I originally, keep in mind, I'm driving. I'm not at a computer. I was thinking, man, what if LFT 926 is sort of on one end of the bubble and Shinrider's on the other, and we have to grow the dark wheel from one end to the other and sort of complete the circuit. Maybe that does something. I did not know at the time that LFT-926 is actually just right next door to Shindes. It's it's like right. four light years away. It's it's where it, they'd gotten from one to the other. But I was under just the false premise of like, what if you completing the circuit does something, not knowing that it's right. already complete. And I ran with it in my head, like, that would be so cool if we're the ones that solve the mystery and it does something. And, uh, and so he and I both got super, super excited and we were chatting back and forth. So at that point, really, if you're going to be honest, it wasn't my idea. It was my idea, Watherspoon's idea and, and Tyrvold's idea. It was three people involved in the conversation at that point, sort of, uh, Watherspoon with some of his original input and then Tyrvold and I sort of tinfoiling it. And then- right. Looking into it later, I found out that, oh, no, actually, 926 is right next door. Okay, so that theory doesn't work. But what if, you know, everybody that did stuff before for the Dark Wheel that tried to do something with it, everyone focused on Shindes. And Shindes right. is sort of a locked system where, you know, it's it's very, very, very – it's impossible to move in, and it's very, very difficult slash maybe impossible. Nobody really knows for sure to move out at at this time. They already, the Dark Wheel did move out from Shindes to 926 way back in the day, but nobody's been able to move out from 926 for a long, long time. I assert that it's not because it's impossible. It's not locked from it. It's just that because of background traffic, it's basically next to impossible. It's a massive, massive, massive task for very little payoff. But right. nobody really did anything with 926 with with. with the dark wheel out of 926. I looked through history and mm. I, I saw that there are a couple of times it had climbed a little and then dropped, but nobody had really done a conservative effort with it. So I was thinking more and more about different mysteries and different things and said, well, okay, 
you know, what if you need to complete the circuit from Shindez to Seoul and you can use 926 as a springboard? Uh, what right. if, because, you know, the moon is permit locked and they've already explained why it's permit locked because David Braben is a huge astronomy fan and a huge science fan. And the whole team is very, very uh, invested in the moon and they don't want to do it wrong. So we have so many, we as a species have so many real life scans and maps and whatever of the moon that in order to do that, they would really need to put in a lot of effort for what would admittedly be one out of trillions of moons. It would be a very little payoff. So they just didn't do it because they didn't want to do it wrong. Um, but right. the, the soul system includes the uh, dwarf planet series, which is the largest and closest dwarf planet to us, to Earth, that is not in the game, which is a big hmm. And right. it, it includes the moon uh, Triton, which is in the game, but is permit locked for no reason. It doesn't have even a tenuous atmosphere. It should not be permit locked according to the regular rules of the game, but it is permit locked. So right. also through history, if you look through the lore of elite, there was when apparently when Earth had first founded a colony on Mars in many, many, many years back in like the 2200s of the history of the game, the Federation came across a alien artifact that is a small uh, thing. They said it was basically something that could fit in a small box. It was something the size of right. a child's fist, but it was alien technology. It was not Thargoid or Guardian of, in origin, and it is still kept as a secret to this day from the people of Elite in 3306. So there's a bunch of cool little mystery, funky mysteries there. And it's like, well, maybe like symbolically, we have to bring the dark wheel to the cradle of civilization to Earth. And, you know, maybe that will you know, do something, maybe it'll unlock a permit to Triton, or maybe then the, the, the Federation will release information about this alien artifact or something will happen. Maybe there's some clue or cue that is triggered a a triggered event that when this, then that. So, Mm. right. So that was why soul system was picked as, as phase one, our, our, our destination, our phase two destination was Lave, And that was because in the original dark wheel in the original elite, uh, sort mm-hmm. of Lave figured prominently. It was the old seat of the Galcop worlds, the old, the old sort of worlds. Uh, and there's, there's, you know, Lave two is a system that is permit locked. Now I understand that that was, uh, purportedly at the direction of Alan Stroud, who was the writer of Lave Revolution, the Elite Dangerous official novel, who did contract work for Elite. And I completely understand that, but there's no reason to say that it could not also be important to the sort of Raxla mystery and that, like saying, oh no, the permit is explained just because of Lave Revolution would be kind of like saying, well, Earth has Japan, so then it can't have Iceland. It's like, no, a planet is pretty big. It could have multiple things that are interesting about it. Um, you know, so that was phase two. And then phase three was going to be Robigo. But when the fleet carriers came out, there was a lot of hubbub about a system LFT 509, which 
became super, super interesting and intriguing because of multiple factors. It had no population. Well, so when fleet carriers became a thing, there was a weird sort of, I don't even want to say a bug because it's not a bug. Uh, there's a, there's a thing with uh, interstellar, uh, no, universal cartographics, where if you're within 20 light years of a system, you can buy the system map for that system, even if you haven't been there yet, which normally you right. cannot do. Yeah. And that's completely fine because, you know, Frontier was sort of careful about where they put interstellar factors and, you know, no problem. Right. But when fleet carriers had mobile interstellar factors added to them for the first time ever in the game, uh, people were, of course, uh, inquisitive and precocious and moved fleet carriers within 20 light years of permit lock systems and went to their yep. universal cartographics and bought system maps for a bunch of systems that we're not supposed to be able to look inside yep. right yet. <laughs> yeah. And when they did that, what they found uh, in many systems was interesting. Uh, specifically with the system LFT 509, they found that the system has no population no big deal but it does have a government which is kind of hard to do with no people and it right. does have an economy which is equally confusing with no people the only time that we've really seen that before was when a guy stumbled across a little system uh that had a uh, jacques station in it on the in the galaxy map which it was right. like, this doesn't make any sense. This system has no population that we know of, but it does have a government and it has an economy. Well, that government and economy was from the station. And that's, the how, station. They, that's how they tripped over Jacques and then they did the jump to Jacques and then, you know, history was made, Colonia, et cetera. But right. all of that was about 509 was interesting that it's like, okay, this system doesn't match up. This system has something hidden. Oh, and by the way, the map of this system shows that it has a gas giant that has eight moons, which uh, the history <laughs> of the Dark Wheel from the Dark Wheel novella was that the original, the reason why it got its name, the Dark Wheel, is because there was a secret station somewhere that was hidden. And that location of that secret station was in orbit of the eighth moon of an unnamed gas giant. So when you put those things together, along with the fact that 509 is actually relatively close to Earth and would have been theoretically accessible early in Earth's history. Right. Um, it, it, all of the things line up to give a very strong reason to believe that 509 may be, in fact, the home of the Dark Wheel. So uh, I did some more research on that. And when I did, I uncovered in the patch notes back in 2015 to the Wings or update of Elite Dangerous 1.2. If you dig through the patch notes at the very bottom of page one, uh, like deep into it in the, the last paragraph is buried a little line that says, Oh, and the following systems have had some updates. The following permitted systems have had the inclusion of new whatever. And it said, Isinor, LFT 509. And the third one was, uh, if I recall correctly, the, the name of it was Witch's Reach, I think is the name of the system. But it said that these three permitted systems have had the inclusion of this new sort of games and it's a gives a dry explanation of like new game stuff to do well so 
Subsequent to that, people found the permit for Isonor. They found how to get a permit for Isonor. And so Isonor today is a system that you can obtain the permit for and you can go to and you can see stuff. And it's got a neat, it basically has, you know, the the station from CQC, that big, you know, station, it's got kind of one of those in it and you can fly around and shoot NPC ships and collect, you know, mats if you want it to. Um, And it has this other thing, you know, so it's like, okay, but. So when you put all of these facts together, along with, so, so now we know that there is a permit for it. We were supposed to find it at some point back in 2015. Nobody did. And then uh, they Frontier put actual playable stuff in there, which they would never do if it was a system we weren't meant to get access to, because that would be a really dumb waste of your time and money. And then <laughs> uh, all of the stuff with the weirdness of, Hey, look, it's eight moons, gas giants. It's there's a secret government, there's secret something in there. And then now let's look at uh, uh, something that my good friend uh, Burr and good friends Burr and Rini tripped me onto that they were digging through some old research and had found that it's an oddity. But if you look at the systems that the Thargoids were attacking, right, they would always attack four systems. If you were to go to the galaxy map and make four points on, on, on the map where those where they were attacking, those four points would always, if you draw lines to intersect them, they would always intersect in a permit-locked system, which was interesting. Then if you take the intersection of those four, because it was a repeating pattern, if you take an intersect of those four permit-locked systems, they intersected at LFT 509. And it was a repeating pattern that happened multiple times. So Frontier told us they put stuff in 509 to play with. They told us it has a permit. We've seen one of the other systems that that we've gotten access to. They were giving us a hint with the Thargoid attacks, like, hey guys, go search this thing over here. And you know, so it's it's a lot of stuff which all points to 509. So that was made phase two, which we're going to test Soul. Uh, we're we're one jump away from testing Soul, so we'll have that tested by Halloween and 509. I hope that we have tested by around Christmas, if not, or you know, January. Um, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I just went no no no. Off it's fine. Forever it's- on tinfoil. It's absolutely but, fine because because there has been there have been thousands of commanders um, involved at this point doing your yes. um, doing all, all of the the working towards the um, yes the turning the wheel and all of that movement. Um, what is it like trying to manage an in- initiative of that scale? So again, I, I need to make absolutely clear. Like, so the original idea, I feel like I am one of only three fathers of that original idea. I think. Tirval is just as much the originator of the idea as I am. Right. And Watherspoon is just as much the originator. Like I'm, I'm just one of three. Then we, so, so the idea kicked around for a lot in my head. Uh, nobody was doing anything with it. I did a ton more research and came up with this other stuff uh, of which, like I said, um, you know, so at that point I, I talked to Plater some and, and he, he gave some input and some advice. So he's also now one of the fathers of the idea. Burr and Rini, I talked to about it. They both had interesting, you know, input as well. I feel like they're just as much the, the originators of it as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I talked to Watherspoon some more. I talked to my good friend Astro, founder of Astronomy. So we, we it, it's not my idea. It's many people's ideas. Yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, so who's managing who's managing that at the moment, though? Who's the one who's managing, giving those orders, putting people in those directions? So sort of me, but okay. I'll, I'll, but, but to clarify, um, when I looked into, okay, this is going to be a BGS project, I'm, I'm not that guy that knows BGS stuff. I'm kind of dumb at that stuff. So what I did was I talked to uh, Astro, my friend, and said, hey, if you were going to do something this dumb, like this crazy ambitious, this way stupid over the top, who would you get to like give you all of the BGS information? And he was like, only one guy. My guru on BGS for Terex is a guy named Cryptography. So I went to Cryptography and I was like, you're smarter than me at this. Why don't you help me run it? And he was like, uh, explain to me why, because I don't think it's a good idea. And I did. And then uh, I had pictures of him playing golf with Satan. So then he said, yeah, I'll, I'll come help. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I went to Plater and I was like, if you had a guy, who would you, whatever, it's same thing. And he said, oh, uh, my guy Vortex. And I was like, okay. So I went to him, same thing, got him on board. Then I have a personal guy that I know of named Tweet74, who does the show with us who is uh, the leader of a group called OPIX, the Open Player Initiative. So mm -hmm. I took those three guys, I threw them in a room, and uh, I created, so we have a room on the Dark Wheel, uh, sorry, on the Elite Week Discord that is called the BGS plant, Dark Wheel BGS Planning Room. And it's a sort of a secret room nobody can get in except for the people that are there. I took the three of them and I said, all right, who do you go to when you don't know an answer to something? And they gave me various answers and we added four or five other people. And I, I don't want to give their names because out of, out of respect for their privacy, because they're actually consulting, uh, in the background, but it's yeah. people from the EDBGS discord and people from various other groups who have basically, we've got like six different BGS bots and it's pretty amazing when you see these people collaborate. So in the end, I threw all of those smart guys in a room uh, and, and not just men. I want to make it clear. It's, it's men and women. I, I, I threw all those smart peoples in a room and I just said, okay, now, let's work on a plan. Here's what I want to do. You're smarter than me. Tell me how we do it. And it would, it started off with back and forth, like, okay, I don't think this is going to work because of this. All right, let's deal with that. I don't think this will work because of that. All right, let's deal with it and just keep going and going. And then, um, in the end we came up, everybody was shocked to be like, yeah, that would probably work. And then, so I said, well, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. So I, talked to a lot of other people at this point. Uh, I talked to Lave. Uh, I talked to, you know, Cannon. I talked to the hunting truckers. I talked to the hull seals, many, many, many groups. If you saw the initial post, if you go back to the forum thread, there's so many groups that their icon is attached to this where they're like, yes, we support this program. We think it's worthy. Uh, I put together a massive group of sort of people, explained it all to them and got as many sort of co-signers and, and, and people to be involved as I could. So to make it a, a true community project. And in the end, again, I, I somehow I'm the face on the front of this, but 
it was many people's ideas and the people that are actually the grownups that are, are sort of running stuff are, are those guys in the BGS room. I just somehow end up now get, getting the credit for it, but it's everybody else that's doing all this stuff. I'm just a part. I'm like one out of, there's literally over 2000, like there's like 2,100 and some odd people in the elite mm. discord. There's hundreds of more that are on the forum thread that are posting on there. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing that. Um, we came across some opposition. And when we did, I stood up a legion. Uh, um, so we have two legions right now. We have the rabbit hamster assault force, which was named by cryptographer, uh, cryptography, sorry. And, uh, they do a lot of the prepping on jumps. Like when we're going to expand, we've been a hundred percent success rate on all of our expansions go exactly where they're supposed to. And yeah. that is entirely down to the credit of, uh, the BGS planning group in their sort of smartness on how they figure it out and the hard work of the rabbit hamster assault force who goes through and prep systems to make sure that we jump exactly where we want to. Uh, when we got oppositions, people that were trolling us and trying to, to frustrate us and stop us, I stood up a legion called, well, so I originally called it when fat kids attack because that was my PVP team name from back in the day. And then it was explained <laughs> to me that that's insensitive and, and not nice. And so people were like feeling bummed out about that. So I, okay, changed the name to the Black Sky Legion, which it comes from Black Sky Faction in uh, The Expanse. Uh, so... Yeah. So we stood up a legion and I give them, we have separate rooms for the rabbit hamster assault force and the black sky legion. And we give them detailed orders daily uh, in the standing orders channels that are directly for them that are separate from the public standing orders for people that want to help out the, the overall yeah. uh, mission. And we basically just crushed the trolls and then took out their will and then they left. And, and now we're, chugging along at at high speed but um a lot of i think uh, like a, a lot of um when you face conflict in bgs especially at the moment i don't know if there's anything that's planned to change that in any way but a lot of the conflicts it's just who has the most staying power for a lot of it so mm -hmm. if it's people yeah. who are just like being being a bit trolly or going oh we're gonna we're gonna go against the masses kind of thing the likely it is that they're gonna get bored a lot quicker than those those was uh, of us who were happy to just sit there and grind and grind and grind to get this done yeah when you have a team yep. and this is just one team this is the the black sky legion yeah i give them orders and it's like all right in this system gain 80 influence for us and tank 20 influence for every one of the other six group factions in the system and these mm -hmm. guys are doing it and yeah. i'm talking 40 plus people uh yeah it's going to take away anybody's will to fight that is not in it yeah. for like i mean it would be different if we were taking on somebody's homeland i mean if i was right. attacking the home system of you know the the uh um uh hutton truckers or something like that you know then obviously that would be a different type of insurgency and it would be a they would have much more staying power but we made a directive from the very beginning this is a group experiment mission it is not a quest for conquest or domination or whatever 
we will not hurt any player factions. We're not involved in trying to whatever. If we end up in a player faction system, we'll try to diplomatize with them. If that fails, if they absolutely refer refuse or whatever, I don't care if we have a hundred times the manpower of they have. I don't want to bum anybody out like that. Yeah. We're not going to do it. We're going to stay back and respect people's. We have place. Um, we we have similar. We have very very similar rules in that. If and um, we're taking if we enter um, a system, we're we're having a bit of an expansion drive at the moment in MPA. And um, if we enter a system and there's a player faction who already owns that system, there's not. A a chance in hell absolutely not a chance in hell that we're gonna make any sort of any sort of moves on it at all because you don't want to you don't want to upset anybody else these are people who have worked hard and made the effort to take control of that system i don't care if they're yeah. not doing anything in the game at the moment at all if they have at some point made the effort to take control of that system we're not we're not going to touch that but um yeah it's um yeah it, it's absolutely absolutely the best um, it personally i feel like that's the best mentality to have um just like even if even if these people are currently afk and they're in charge of a system and, and they they're taking that system we're not going to go okay we're going to take control of that system that you already own and stuff it's the the uh, and i'm sure given how your proximity to soul how mm. um that they, even if there is a player faction there, you can probably find your way around it some way as well. You know, there's going to be another path that you can take. Might yeah. take a tiny bit while longer, but um, if it's not going to upset somebody else, that's really the best way to go about it. Well, and the other thing that we're, the other thing that I pointed out from the very beginning is um, part of the diplomacy effort is if we jump into, if we happen to jump into a system that someone else currently owns, even we will try to talk to them and say, hey, would you mind if we take over the system for like yeah. literally six days to expand out of it? And then we yeah. will run missions to put you back in first place and you will own the system. We will run missions for you to put you back. We'll just play through and you will get a system that will, you'll now own a system that has the dark wheel in it as like, yeah. a, that's a nice little sort of a extra oddity or like a, Ooh, this is kind of a cool thing to have in our backyard. Um, it hasn't happened yet. I'm anxious to, when it does happen, I want to try to make the pitch very, very well and, and show them, Hey, you know, like we, we, the only system player faction that we've interacted with directly so far was the CIA, the, the, uh, what is it? The the cooperation of independent uh, affiliates or something? It's it, it, the commanders, independents, whatever. They're, and they were a very very cool group. And we said, hey, would you mind? Um, it, you know, we're going to play through. And they actually jumped in on a system that we were in, and we basically just said, hey, uh, you mind if we? We're in the process of taking the system over. We had just landed there, and they landed right after us, and. Uh, we kind of talked to him, said, Hey, we have interest in moving through. Uh, but you know, after that, we're, we're more than happy to help you, whatever. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, we didn't mean to come here. It was right when all those weird expansions were happening where everybody yeah. was hypering like nuts. They were like, we don't have any interest in that system whatsoever. 
Um, so you do you, but thanks. It was very cool of you to come in and be nice. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I said, well, in, what we will do though, is we'll, we'll sort of, you know, prop you up. And we've, <laughs> we've ended up fighting like five wars for them and keeping them up into second place. And we're sort of boosting them now to get them well above all of the, the other groups, just so that it's, that's not an issue. But, um, in the end, I don't, again, I don't care if we outnumber you a hundred to one, uh, if somebody is just like, Hey man, you're really gonna like, even we don't want you to take it over for four days, even to move, play through, it's going to break our heart. We just are, this is, this is our homeland. Please don't, I don't care. We'll, we'll back out and take a week or two or a month extra if we need to, so that we don't end up just sort of stomping on anybody else's sandcastle. Yeah. Cause that's just not cool. So the, I sorry before I got sidetracked and started explaining with this all this stuff. The point that I'm making is, uh, I this is absolutely my project in the exact same way that this is absolutely like thousands of other people's project. It's, yeah, it's so many more people that are responsible that for it than me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, outside of like turning the wheel, mm-hmm. what? What is your favorite thing to do in game? Oh my God. I, I love it all. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I started playing and I got triple elite. Uh, I went and did a huge, uh, you know, I went to Sagay. I went to uh, uh, Salome's reach, uh, you know, went all, f- f- all through kind of crazy out there spots. I went through tons of lore stuff and visited the, the, um, uh, generation ships and inra sites and, uh, you know, Dab's hope and, and, uh, Jameson's crash site and that the snake killer crash site and the, the moon next to Jameson's that's got more of that. I, yeah. I like so many other places. Yeah. Um, the, the project Thunderchild stuff where there's basically a human AI that's running around in the galaxy somewhere right now that is hidden that that was reactivated after hundreds of years dormant when the Thargoids reattacked or, or re-established contact in 3304. Um, so much stuff. Uh, I, 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 I just, I love all of it. I went and I got combat elite uh, and, and did a ton of, you know, ton of stuff with that. I've done, you know, tons of trading, tons of mining um, back in January, in, in January. So in December, Frontier had announced that they were going to be, quote, readjusting mining at some point right. in January. And everyone said, oh, my God, here comes the nerf hammer. Um, so I quit what I was doing at that point. Uh, it was around December, maybe December the 8th or 9th of last yeah. year. Uh, I quit what I was working on and, and re- sort of retasked my priorities. And I went and I paynite mined. Uh, for about three and a half weeks straight. And when I say, so basically what I did is I put uh, Babylon 5 on the second screen and I started on episode one and I watched all five seasons of Babylon 5 while I brainlessly laser mined Paynite. And I got myself above, I think at that point I was like at 25 or 30 billion uh, credits. So that I was like, okay, they're, they're giving us plenty of advance warning that they're about to hit a nerf. Uh, I don't know how much fleet carriers are going to cost. I'm going to get ready. So I, I don't do things halfway. I kind of dive in deep. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
And and now it's like, oh, with the more mining stuff that happened after that, I've, I, now like with the fleet carrier, I, I still have, I got like 45 billion in the bank. It's like, it's nuts. But so like money-making, I love doing. Combat, I love doing. Exploration, I love doing. Mystery, you know, playing space Indiana Jones, I love, I, I, <laughs> I, everything about Elite is just so amazing to me. And the people that say like, oh, Elite Dangerous is a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a mile wide and an inch deep if you don't know where to look. If yeah. you know where to look, yeah. because this is not yeah. World of Warcraft where every time you get to a new planet, there's a dude, there's an orc standing there with an exclamation point over his forehead. Like right. The, the, right. you have to find the deep. And if you're, dumb or or lazy or not paying attention you will never find the deep so it's one of those things with elite dangerous for me i feel very much the people that say that they're bored are boring if you're if you're not boring you won't be bored if you're paying attention and you're going for like really digging into stuff i can't tell you how many people when i say that about project thunderchild they're like wait what and it's like yeah it's a thing go look it up Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. You know, so like there's so much there, but this game does not hold your hand. It makes you yeah. find it yourself. And if you want to, you can. And the best place that I tell everybody to start, if you really want to get so deep into the lore of Elite Dangerous is go to Sagittarius Eye Magazine, go check out their podcast they have amazing stories. And when they say, okay, in the system, you know, Jatunheim, there's this planet and they tell you the story, then make notes and go there and see the amazingness that is this game. So like, when you say like, what do I like doing? I, I like all of it. And there's just, there's, there's, I, there's not enough hours in the day for me to, or, or days in the, in the year for me to do it all. Um, I would love uh, right now. I'm very, very attached to the dark wheel project and I'm committed. Um, but if I wasn't, Oh, I would love to do the Canon challenge right now. That's 500,000 <laughs> light years, uh, and checking all of the known everything. I'm going to get to that one. It's going to be late, hey. but after later, I'm going to get to that one. I would We're love doing that. On the, uh, on the, the, I was going to say, I'm actually, I'm actually organizing an expedition uh, to do, to do that and bring people along. Get you out so, of accounts, folks, because it's definitely uh, going to yeah. be an out account thing. Get, get an alt account ready. <laughs> uh, I love that, <laughs> but I, that. I, 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 similar to Grinning Crow, I can't bring myself to do that. Like, I want to do everything on Kai on on mm-hmm. that account. Uh, yeah, and it's so it's 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 a thing where it's like okay, but um, I would love to spend a month solid just really getting good at uh, flight assist off and go the whole Newton yes. Gambit. I would love to spend a month just embedded with Newton's Gambit. I would love to spend a month just embedded with the AXI. I would love to spend a month embedded with the fuel rats and a month embedded with the hull seals and a month embedded with uh, uh, the, the operation IDA and, and, uh, and time. I would love to spend a month or two embedded with the Hutton truckers and, and Haxcom and, and uh, just, you know, 
a, a month or two or three or four just doing PVP, consensual PVP. I don't, I'm not interested in blowing up anyone in an, in an ASP exploder that has got no hull because they're going for light years. I'm interested in fighting people that are as well armed or better than me that are down for it. And that when one of us blows right. somebody else up, we say, oh, I owe you a beer or whatever. Like, I, 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 yeah. I'm not interested in being like, I don't want to uh, gank or, or whatever anyone, but I really want to get super, super good at all of that. Um, like what I'm good at in this game, honestly, oddly enough, I'm not really all that great at anything. That's the secret. I'm your average Joe commander. Uh, but my personality trait, I have a weird uh, combination of quite often I'm too stupid to know that something's impossible and then too stubborn to not succeed at it. So you put those two things together and like, I can't tell me, tell you how many people said the dark wheel thing, like, Oh, that will never work. And it's like, okay, but it has, we're mm-hmm. doing, it. uh, uh, I, I declared I was mostly harmless. Uh, you know, I had done next to no fighting of any kind, uh, when early on in, in the game. And I declared at that point, uh, uh, I I had made a bunch of money. I had just come off of making all of that money and watching Babylon Five. Great series, by the way. Uh, and I declared, sort of in in a room full of people, actually on on the show on Loose Screws. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, Combat Elite next. That's the next goal that I'm gonna work towards." And everybody's like, "Well, where are you at right now?" And I was like, uh, "I'm at uh, mostly harmless." And they were like. Okay. And I said, yeah, I want to get, I'm going to get elite by the fourth, before the 4th of July as like, that's my goal. And everybody's like, yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's nice, but it's not going to happen. You don't understand. It takes blah, blah, blah. Long story short. uh, We then ended up starting to do the loose screws expedition, uh, distance screws, like in March or February or March, whatever. And uh, um, from when I said, I'm going to get, you know, combat elite, uh, it was about a month later I had gotten it. Uh, I kind of sped things up to get it before we went away on the expedition, just because it's like, I don't know. I just put my shoulder to it and keep going. Um, it's a little known fact, but basically whatever goal you set, uh, I always say, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be super, super skilled. I'm not like, I'm not that guy that it's like, oh, I got attacked by five people and I blew them all up. I don't have that. But uh, what I do have is uh, uh, the knowledge that a man that will not stop cannot be beat. So I just don't stop. Just keep moving. Yeah. When you do run into trouble, you um, uh, you lose your way a little bit in game. Um, is mm. there anyone or anything that you turn to in particular? Everybody. Uh, I, the Elite Week Discord is my main go-to. They're super, because there's thousands of people in there, and there's people from Canon, there's people from the AXI, there's you guys, there's, uh, you know, Down to Earth and, and, and Exegist, and, and, and so many people are in there, yeah. and there's channels to discuss different things. Um, uh, so that's a good place. If I have to ask a question, that's a good place. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll quietly ask Astro or Burr, and Rini, um, we've got some sort of private chat channels and I'll, I'll ask something, um, you know, 
Inara is amazing. EDDB.io is great. Uh, you know, there's on the app stuff, there's, you know, EDSM and there's so many uh, different um, apps that are great and different sources of information. A lot of it is if you dig, this game has so much stuff. And if you dig and check, you know, around on YouTube and check with people, there's there's answers to almost everything. And the exciting thing is when you find something that doesn't have an answer, that's super exciting because now you're in a place where you get to write the answer and be the one that gives it to other people at some point. Yeah. So yeah, there's, but just the community is phenomenal. And uh, uh, like I said, the elite week discord is just my little place where I kind of brought everybody together to make it easy for me to ask them stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. That's actually a neat way to look at it. I had I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's a good point. That's kind of it's kind of like the point where, it in a way, as we each build our own communities, it's it, you know we're thinking about how do we help each other, and they become kind of this focal point for all of this good information and all of these good initiatives. Yeah. Um. And and that's regardless of why they originally started. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I really like when you um. If someone comes into my stream and I don't know the answer and nobody else knew in um like comes in and they ask the question and I'm like, oh I I I don't know the answer to it. Let's face it, it's nine times out of ten, I probably don't know the answer to it, but nine times out of ten, somebody <laughs> in my chat will know the answer to that question. Mm, yeah. But there's that yep. there's that end time when people who we we none of us know the answer, but there is very much a um if we don't know the answer, we will try and find out together. I really mm-hmm. like that. We try and we will try yeah. and figure it out. If we don't if we don't have a solid answer, we can we can do our for science thing and start testing and figure out exactly yep. the right way to do it. And I and like a lot of like whenever they make a ch- whenever Frontier make a change to the BGS, um I have a miniature heart attack mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I have a look and see um, different things that have already been tested, different things that we can then retest. Or um, if somebody asks a question and I'm like, oh, good, okay, let's go over to BGS Discord. Let's check um, the BGS, uh, different BGS guys that you can find. And then if something hasn't been tested really recently, we can then go back in and test it. Or we, I, yeah. like we have... I at least have this team of people who will co- concentrate pretty specifically just on doing BGS work. And I bloody love mm. that. It's great. Um, mm. And um, they can go, okay, we can go, okay, there's, there's not something here that's clear um, whether or not for certain it is going to make a difference. So let's just go back in and test it. There's a, there's a few people there who will, um, rather than listening directly to, what some of the other reports have said have just said just for my peace of mind i'm just mm. going to find a far off um far off system somewhere that's got minimal traffic and then test it myself so we can have that definitive answer um i love the fact yep. that we we can do this um a the sandboxy nature of elite allows us to do that and allows us to um to test where it might not be something that is um either super well-known or it's been tested or someone said about it a couple of years back and we're like, we need to check if that's still the case. We mm-hmm. have that facility yeah. to be able to do that in game. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Real big fan of that. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. The, the, the Mandarin Chinese symbol for crisis is basically made by taking the symbol for danger and opportunity and putting them together. Yep. Yeah. And people, a lot of times they see a change in BGS uh, as crisis and rightly so it's, 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 Oh my God, this is dangerous. This is whatever. But if you approach it the right way, it's also an opportunity. It, yeah. it, it could be at least. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Very true. Very true. So um, thinking back over the last year of you actually of, of being in game and playing mm. Elite Dangerous, what would you say is your fondest memory or your the most amazing thing that's happened to you in game as a commander? So uh, there's so many things that it's hard to pull it down to just one or two. But if the, the two that when you first said that, like out of the hundreds in my head of, of awesome moments that this game and community have given me, the two that first popped in my head were number one, uh, playing bumper car SRVs with two friends uh, on Salome's reach, you know, on the farthest and the farthest away that you can get from earth in our galaxy. And we were, you know, it was sort of the summation of, of that, that journey. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and then that would be the one. And then the second would be the first time that we, uh, sort of were able to expand the dark wheel because so many people, uh, told us that they were at, and I'm talking about, you know, learned quote unquote, you know, people that know had said like, oh yeah, that's, you're, you're just wasting your time. That's it's dumb. Uh, the dark wheel is locked. Everyone knows that they're locked. You can't expand it. So this is just a waste. And then we expanded them like six times and yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that th those, those two moments are, 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 are both sort of the, 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 the bright spots that shined at right at this moment in my head. The satisfaction of proving the naysayers wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I like it when people tell me I can't do something. I, I look them square in the eye and say, all right, that's nice. And then I get about doing it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, what is it that keeps you logging back in? Uh, all of it. There's just, it again, I'm not, it's not, I'm not a situation in a situation where I'm like, man, I, you know, this is the one thing. It's like, if you took any part of it away, we, we had an issue, you know, a couple, uh, uh, months, not months, uh, back when they did the fleet carrier patch three and then four, where it's like, oh, this, you know, oh, mining's borked or whatever. And so many people were just so, you know, upset and and i get it and i'm not trying to, to to be disrespectful of people's feelings you have the right to feel however you feel but uh i think that was right about the time you guys were on elite week that episode and we on the panel were talking about it and 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 we all kind of felt the same way of like okay yeah this is a huge this is the most complex clockwork machine that encompasses trillions of of planets on billions of, of star systems uh, and, and has minimum a hundred plus facets of different things you can do in the game. Mm -hmm. And one of them doesn't work right now. Pick another, like you're, it, that's like saying if you're at Baskin Robbins <laughs> and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. We're all out right now of Rocky road. It's like, okay, you got 31 others. 
get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't have one thing that keeps me into the game. So my one thing that keeps me into the game is whatever's next. And I'm just in love with all of it. Nice. Nice. So um, if we, if we speculate for a second mm -hmm. that, that time travel actually, actually exists okay. and you could go back to that very first day that you first started playing elite and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? So when I first started playing elite, uh, I was using the Hawks guide at the time. There's a guy Hawks, H A W K E S. Yeah. And he had a yeah. beginner's guide and he's since revised it, but it, at the time back in 2019 uh the, the the first half of 2019 when uh when i started i followed that guide and i just got myself to trade elite and shinrata unlocked within like I, I don't know 15 hours or whatever of starting the game and um i had my first billion and what i would love to not go back to to second one because i feel like and for everybody, there's their own path. You follow, you start however you start. But mm -hmm. I feel like for me, that was the right path to start. I, it put me in in a sort of aggressive, uh, ready to uh, assault every challenge footing. But if I could go back, I wouldn't give myself any advice on day one of logging in. But I would say from that moment, when I had already a billion in the bank and Shinrata unlocked, the advice I would give myself from that moment is... Number one, force yourself to just play flight assist off 100%. And number two, from that second, just play an open, never, never jump into any other modes because I had a billion already. I had enough to cover any losses that, you know, I've, I would have, of, of, uh, in, encountered. I went all the way, uh, playing in solo mode. Uh, just because I had this fear of the big bad gankers. Uh, I played in solo mode all the way until right after I finished that that big push that I told you guys, the mining push. So it was January yeah. of this year was the first time that I really played in open. And very, very shortly after, within like th maybe a week of the first time that I played in open, I made the decision to only play in open. I mine in open. I do uh, community goals in open. I do uh, Desiat and Shinrata in open. And yeah, sometimes I get uh, interdicted and uh, sometimes I get deaded. Uh, most of the time I get away. I don't, I, I, I can't really claim to be that guy that it's like, oh, I killed the guys that were coming after me. That's, uh, but I get away. And then I go into a station, I dock, and I talk mad crap. I'm like, wow, there was three of you guys. You couldn't kill me? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, but like, I, 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 it, it gives me more juice and more, more sort of uh, joy for the game than, than, than I ever had before. So my advice, and I'm not telling other people you have to play in open, like you play where you're happy. But my advice to me would be just play in open because it's, it's so much more of a rich uh, and dangerous and an exciting uh, game. You get the tingles, man. When I, when I fly into Shinrata, man, I got the tingles and I, I don't want to lose that. So I, that would be my advice to me. Gotcha. Fair enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. And now going forward, excuse me, <coughs> Now going forward, 
Mm. Um, in time what is one thing that you would like from odyssey that we don't already know about oh boy uh so (laughs) there's there's so many things uh i would love i would love if one of these dev diaries uh they get david braben in and he says oh by the way we don't have this now but here's our roadmap for the next year or two years we're going to do you know, we plan on six months from now having gas giants and, and, and six months after that, or three months after that, having water worlds and three months after that, having earth-like worlds and three months after that, having high tech earth-like worlds and three months after that, having like weather conditions and, 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 and fauna and, and, you know, other, like other stuff. Um, that would be, I would love, I, I do not expect, and I don't want to overhype anyone and have them be disappointed. It would be ludicrous to expect them to say, oh yeah, we have, you know, all of that stuff now on Odyssey launch. I I don't expect that. That's too much. But if we were to get a clear indication and a commitment that the next steps that they're going to focus on over the next one to say three years is completing the spectrum of atmospheric landings, that would be uh, so very, very massive to me. And, um, another thing of, of making the galaxy sort of rich and alive is, and I know that they've said, oh, we're not planning on it right now, but keep in mind 10 days ago, they weren't planning on VR on Odyssey launches as far as what they had said officially. And now we find out that all of the seeded bits, you will have VR from launch, which God, I love you frontier. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, I would love the industry is going in the, in the direction of cross-platform play. Uh, No Man's Sky already has cross-platform play. Uh, Star Citizen is a tech demo, but they've, they've like hinted at like, oh yeah, we're going to try to do that as well. Like, okay, everybody is, is moving in that direction. I would absolutely love for Frontier to shock us with a, oh, and by the way, Xbox commanders and PlayStation commanders and PC commanders will all now be in the same universe. I think they took the tentative steps towards that with fleet carriers. Uh, It's the first sort of cross-platform asset that we have. And I think that um, that if, if they make the commitment to do it, I think that they have... I, I strongly believe that Frontier is a is is a very strong company that has the ability to provide that. Um, right. And then lastly, right. I'm going to sneak in an extra thing because I'm greedy. Uh, bookmarks, <laughs> book, fix the bookmark system. Give us the ability to bookmark anywhere on 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 any like on a planet surface or in space. Give us the ability to have as many folders as we want and as many bookmarks in those folders, and to be able to link those bookmarks in any chat that we want. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm greedy. I said a lot of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe in frontier. Okay, I believe okay. that they could provide all yeah. of that if, if, and when they make the decision to invest in that, I, I strongly that. believe I love this company so much. Yeah. 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 We feel the same way, but you, I mean, you know that we were on your show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, do you, Given the amount of time that you spend in the elite universe right now, mm-hmm. do you have time to play anything else I, when you're when you're not in the cockpit? Uh, no, 
I, I don't. Uh, I, I, <laughs> that is the right answer. <laughs> I, I play elite. That's that's my game. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I I have a list of other ones I want to play, but there's just there are not enough hours in the day. No, I've got loads of hours. It's fine. I play loads of games. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I get jealous when but I log on and I'm like, how come Psychic's playing Forza? The, you know, like, how reason, does she have time for that? The reason for that, <laughs> and this is um. It is it's like testament to a lot of different people. Um Kremen especially, um, like my my number two in PA um is um has suddenly got incredibly hands-on with everything hmm. and has um he's been and he's literally just turned around to me and said, Can you teach me? how the bgs works how lots of different um different facets of what we're doing how Mm -hmm. how that all works and he's um bless him he has completely taken hold of it so that's why that's why i I, I have more free time and more time to invest in playing other things even sometimes with women because we have um (laughs) we 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 manage that like we manage it pretty well together and it's a it's a really good thing and we've got a great team and those kind of things and it's nice to be able to just take that take that relaxation and also like elite is pretty much my full-time job i don't have anything else to go to so i have to take breaks otherwise i'd go insane (laughs) i'm I'm a firm believer that there's no wrong way to do elite yeah unless it doesn't feel right to you. Absolutely. So if you're right. if you're at a point where you're like, man, I need to take a break for a month from the game, go do that. If you're at Definitely. the point yeah. where it's like, I want to play Elite three times a week for two hours, go do that. If yeah. you're at the point where you're like, yep. I want to play Elite as the only game you play, and like, I don't watch television. I I have a television. I haven't turned on the television in my home in over a year. Mm-hmm. I watch TV shows on Netflix or Amazon or whatever streaming on the second screen while I'm flying around in elite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yep. So like it, it, that's, but that, that's what's right for me. And I wouldn't tell anyone else that they should do what I do because it's not going to be right for you. You have to, you have to just do yeah. whatever feels right. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, we're we're in a, a better position with elite now, especially with the fact that the learning cliff has now got at least a few handholds in it that people can scratch up. <laughs> um, learning cliff. Given given the fact that that um we 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 ease people a little bit more into it now, and um there are dozens of live answers that people can get if they log on to youtube if they log on to twitch if they mm-hmm. log on to all of these different um these different spaces and they can get an immediate response um it's a lot easier now for the more casual gamer i don't think maybe a year yeah. ago a year and a half ago it was necessarily as easy for a casual gamer to get into elite dangerous but certainly now with all of the um all of the like tutorial updates and things along those lines, it has made that li- that bit that logging in sort of like two hours a day, three times a week. Mm-hmm. That that is now m- certainly more of a feasible option, um, and you're not gonna you're not gonna forget everything that you've learned within those two hours. I think mm. we were we were speaking <laughs> um, we were speaking to Stephen Benedetti last week, saying that mm-hmm. he'd when he first started playing the game, he logged in and then he had a um, 
he took a, a, a nice big break of time and mm. then he logged in back in again and it was very much like I can't quite remember absolutely everything that I'm supposed to be doing right now I don't think that's as much of the problem anymore I don't mm-hmm. know about how, how yeah. you guys feel about yeah. that, but I certainly feel that that's not a problem anymore, or not as much of a problem anymore as it maybe has been historically. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, I think Frontier yeah. has done a ton to make the process of getting into the game much more, um, I don't want to say easier, but much more approachable, much more accessible. Yeah. Accessible. Yeah, I think that's a good word. Definitely. Yeah. I think I think that's about it for the regular questions. Would you say that's okay. about right, Mal? That's that sounds about right. I think it's time for the other questions. <laughs> the lightning round is it time for the lightning round? <laughs> Kai, right. you ready for the it lightning is. round? I'm ready. Bring it. Excellent, excellent. So we throw this right towards the end for a bit of fun. Try mm. and answer these as quickly and succinctly, and as she says in inverted commas, accurately as possible. Are you ready to begin? Ready. What's your favorite ship? Python. What's your least favorite ship? Anaconda. What's the best ship in the game? Python slash Anaconda. What's the worst ship in the game? <sighs> none of them. But I mean, the most limited is the the Sidewinder. But none of them. They're all great. I love them all. I love my What's sidey. Your... I've got I got a little sidey Despacito. What's your favorite station? Meredith Station. And your favorite system? LFT-926, both for the same reason. Sentimental. True or false, the free anaconda at Hutton Orbital? Absolutely false, but there is something even better, which is the Hutton Orbital Mug, which is the only known cure for mods. (laughs) Engineered or vanilla modules? Always engineered, baby. Alliance, Federation, (laughs) Empire, or Independent? Independent, but leaning so hard towards Alliance that you can see my brown coat. Ah, He's your favorite yes. power play leader. My head says Edmund Mahan. My heart says Ashling Duvall. So let's get the two of them married in a Steiner Davian wedding. If you are out of gas, <laughs> do you call the fuel rats or do you suicide? A hundred percent the fuel rats. They're awesome and deserve all the love and respect. If you have yep. no hull, do you use the whole seals? Do you keep going or do you suicide? I use repair limpets, but if I needed to, always call the hull seals. They're beautiful people and deserving of love and respect. True or false, there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. Absolutely false, but what there is is a free fleet carrier to use and a sense of pride that you can take with you long after you're done playing games altogether. Thargoids, friend or foe or under ten. I'll say that again. Thargoids, friend, foe, or undetermined? Uh, absolutely foe. I'm not saying that it's their fault and how it started, but we're definitely in a scrap, and I'm on hashtag team people. And finally, flight yep. assist, on or off? My, I want to be flight assist off, but I'm not that good yet, so I'm in between the two, but that's my goal. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you would like to talk about? Uh, Just to say, like, to to people that are hearing this, um, this is a great show. I love this podcast and I love, you know, what you guys are doing. There's so many uh, awesome 
uh, content creators and elite dangerous that people should look for. Um, I'm, I'm madly in love with Burr and Rini. They're like, they're not yeah. friends anymore. They're like, they're my, on my family alternate list. I want to have Thanksgiving with them. Um, yes, I absolutely, uh, think that their, their work is top notch. I think that, uh, down to earth astronomy, a phenomenal, phenomenal. If you need a guide for anything, that guy has got you covered. And he is like the brain, as far as I'm concerned of elite, as far as like, he's got analytical videos on and guides to everything. Um, there's yeah. so many people over the history of this game of elite over the years of this game, Lave radio has been the absolute single sort of touchstone of of uh like the 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 news and chat and the stuff of like week on week for years of this game i absolutely love and adore lave radio and think that they should 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 be prominent and everyone should go out and and listen to lave radio live every tuesday and and whenever there is a Sagittarius Eye magazine out a podcast. Go check it out. Sagittarius Eye is the single best sort of chronicler of all things elite dangerous, uh, sort of that there's ever been. So, yeah, I just want to tell people, turn people on to some of the awesome stuff that's out there for them. Absolutely, yeah, good stuff. Um, if anybody would want to connect with you, Kai, or get to know mm-hmm. you better, um, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me running missions for the dark wheel at places. Uh, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> check out the show elite week that I do along with some awesome, awesome people, um, commander Roy Cookson, uh, commander Arson cross and commander quick tweet 74, uh, are the, the, my sort of main co-host, but we have also an alternating cast of other people that come in. Please go to youtube.com forward slash elite week, E L I T E W E E K no spaces and check it out. If you would like to check out the elite week podcast, you can find it at anchor.fm forward slash elite week. Again, no spaces. Um, if you want to email elite week, you can do it at elite week 3306 at gmail.com. Uh, my Twitter is Kai one nine one Oh three. And the Elite Week Discord is tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord. Again, no spaces, no underscore, no no crap. Just very, very simple to the point. And um, we'll, be, we'll be sure to include all of those links in the description of the, um, thank of you the so podcast much. as well for you. Not a problem. Yeah. Thank you. That's lovely. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, Absolutely. like, but come, come chat with us. Come run. If you have questions or, or anything, come ask uh, if I'm there. I'll answer. If I'm not, somebody will answer and we'll, we'll be more than happy to help you. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm one part of the elite week, uh, show. There are, there are three other guys that are just as much a part of it as me. And, uh, I think we, we make a cool funky team. Um, but to, to be clear, we record live every Friday night at eight o'clock Eastern midnight UTC. Uh, and our show is different than yours. We do a, sort of it's kind of like the early letterman it's like a a talk show slash news slash we're drinking and we're uncensored and it's kind of crazy uh but like i i want to say so much that i thank you for having me on because this podcast and i told you guys when you came on on our show is so cool and so different because it's it's not about elite it's about all of the people who play and do things in elite and then in that way indirectly but it's 
such a cool different take on stuff and it's so sort of timeless somebody can listen to you know the father bill episode or the grinning crow episode or the the you know this episode or that episode and you can hear it a year later and it's just as good and fresh and timely because it's about all of the person's aggregate history with the game and stuff so uh, I love your yeah. podcast and I uh, I definitely plug it to everybody because it's awesome stuff. You guys are great and I love you both. Thank you, Kai. Oh, thanks, Kai. Appreciate it. Well, then. I, you know, I had no clue that he was so new to the game. No, me too. That I think that's of all of the stuff because he covered a lot of stuff in a pretty short amount of time, and I think that's the thing that that surprised me the most. Yeah, was finding out that he just started playing about a year ago. Yeah, um, I mean that that's kind of the thing with elite. Sometimes it, it like you can think that it's not going to grip you, but um, for a lot of people, it does become everything. And I think yeah, yeah. Where, when you get your, when you get your teeth into um, elite as Kai quite clearly has, um, yeah. when you get your teeth into it and when you start sort of um, Tim foiling, <laughs> yeah. um, when you start doing that, then it really does become so much, so much of your life and it can really take, take over to some extent but as as he said it is very very healthy to have breaks for sure yeah yeah and i think it's i think one of the reasons that it it apart from just it being kind of like like he was talking about just part of his personality that he doesn't do anything halfway mm-hmm. he's he's either all in or he's done with it i think the other thing the fact that he got exposed to so much of the story before he logged into the game, I think went a long way to help give him that sort of um, not really laser focus because he does enjoy so many different aspects of the game, but just that I'm willing to completely immerse myself like head underwater level of immersion in Definitely. Elite. Um, having that background of Sagittarius Eye and Lave Radio and all of the podcasts and then, you know, the novellas and the books and like, just absorbing all of that before he dropped into it. I can imagine, I can only imagine how fulfilling it would feel to, to learn everything there is to know about it. And then being able to drop in, like for me, I'm going to have the same experience with um, star Wars squadrons. Cause I know all of the lore. I've read all the books I've read. I've seen all the movies. I've seen all the TV shows, but I've never, <clears throat> I've never played a Star Wars game. Same. Same. So I've not even watched that, all the films, Mal, so don't worry about it too much. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to, when gonna I drop in there, it's going to be like, oh, <laughs> finally I'm here. I'm in this place yeah. that I know all this stuff about, and now I'm part of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can, I can totally see where he gets that sort of, that feeling yeah. of like, you know, it's, complete love for the game. It's like, it's like, going to harry potter world and that's a really yes. that's a really niche sort of reference for anybody who has yep. read all of the harry potter books and watched all of the films regardless of anything that jk rowling is currently doing 
the <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> the Harry Potter books and the the, the films. That's the kind. That's the, this is the re- only reference that I can have. Uh, like yeah. walking, walking into that great hall, and, yes. and and being being there and knowing everything so well. Um, that's the only real connection that I can I can make from that sort of yeah. thing. And that's not even playing a video game. That's just like. Like yeah. having that experience and knowing it, or re- kind of like knowing it already, and being able to step into step into the world, yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, no, I get you. I really do. Yeah. I get that. I get that entirely. That's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast at our website, flightassistpodcast.com and you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ed. Yep. Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. And if you're an Elite Dangerous Commander who wants to be a guest on the podcast, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know that too. Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ED, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io, forward slash flight assist podcast or by dropping us a line using the contact form on the website until next week this is commander psychic and commander mal for the win handing the controls back to you flight assist off <laughs> <laughs>